comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. Foot race the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today is our uh, a man who is very blue today, um, <laughs> Logan Stump. If, if I was green, I would die. I think that's how the song goes. Real lyric, did you know that? I did know that. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know what the actual lyric is, but Yeah, no, I, I that was always a pet peeve of mine. People be like, "Yes, it says." Uh, I'm like, "No, the official lyrics. I got them right here." Don't say that. Show off. Yeah, I'm a stickler for that kind of stuff. I get so, it. Um. Yeah, so we're here talking the weekend action and I guess the midweek action that happened for MLS as we get closer and closer to the playoffs. Lots more teams punching their tickets uh, to the playoffs. Uh, we also had NYCFC, Logan. They beat Atlas in the Campeones Cup. Another MLS team winning that trophy. They win 2-0 at Yankee Stadium. And then they're going to win 2 0 at Yankee Stadium on the weekend against uh, the Red Bulls as well. So, uh, pretty good week for NYCFC there as they are uh, further cementing themselves in that fourth place spot for uh, home field advantage, wherever that may be. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think they came out and announced a new stadium as well um, in the city. No, I'm kidding. That's not actual real news. Um, it's April 1st. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, a good enough uh, result because I don't think the playoffs are going to go as well for NYCFC. I just don't think they're on stable ground um, that uh, I think they wish they were on. But I don't know, middle of the pack playoff team, Jordan, I think there's a lot to work on with NYCFC, but just haven't been the same since Ronnie Dylo left and Tati had kind of just gone elsewhere. So it would be interesting to see, but kudos to them. I mean, we're beating. We continue to beat teams that I think um, kind of shock the world a little bit. So always good in my book when an MLS team can beat international competition. Yeah, it's becoming a more increasing thing. I know I know a lot of these games, as people say, are, are you know, based in the U.S. For, for a lot of this stuff. So people kind of take those as a little bit of a 
thing, but we, we used to not even win these. So the fact that we're c- continually starting to win some of these games at home against Mexican opponents, I think is a very good sign for the progress, especially an NYCFC team that did not look good recently at all. Being able to pull out a victory. I mean, Tati's still their top goal scorer with 13. They haven't really gotten uh, – Anywhere close, uh, I don't think, to to that right now. Let me see if I can find out who their runner-up is. For goals this year, their runner-up is seven goals, and that is uh, Pereira and Hebert. So, yeah, uh, they're kind of spreading it around more now that Tati's gone. But they, they were able to get through and win Campionas Cup. They were able to win a big Hudson River Derby, which they've won uh, the game I went to as well. So they've uh, if they've only played the two of those, I think that's it. Uh, sometimes they play three of these in a year, so I'm trying to think. But I think they've only played those two uh, matchups this this year. One of they would have won both of them. Let me just double check that with the head to head here. Um, because the season also feels kind of long but short at the same time. So they had, yeah, that they played tw- only twice this year, and they won both of them. So CFC get the upper hand last year. Those uh, they played three times, and two times as a Red Bull win and a draw. So NYCFC kind of getting back in the Hudson River Derby, uh, good graces, I guess you could say. I hear a lot of shuffling over there. I don't know if it's your mic or... Oh, you know what it is. Hold on. Yeah, it is my mic. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, it's no in the wrong. Uh, it's in the wrong thing there. Sorry, guys. Uh, there you go. Better? That's much better, isn't it? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, much yeah. better. Good. It's not my uh, T-shirt mic. I've got like 26 different mics. I've got one on the, mic, on the webcam, on the mic, and then also here on this head, mm. which is lovely. So... Yeah, you got to have all of the... Uh... Sound coverage. I yeah, guess. the the, the uh, Orlando-based studio is having some issues. Um, <laughs> got some got some lighting issues. We got some. We just got some issues, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, you know. Budget. <laughs> yeah, uh, there. You, guess what, though? There was no issue in Orlando this weekend as Orlando beat nice Toronto four nil. Um. So uh, a, a pretty big result for Orlando makes me. Union's chances against Toronto to finish out the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Torres in the ninth, Carr in the 22nd, McNaughton own goal in the 47th, and Akindele in the 84th. So pretty uh, good result for Orlando, especially when they had only 43% of the possession, even though they outshot them 18 to 11. Yeah, this is like, this was one of those games where though, uh, they didn't have much of the ball. It did seem like they were in control the whole game. Um, they had great shot creations. Facundo Torres and Cara's goal were both fantastic. I mean, things you really want to see out of two guys that they bring in um, on those DP contracts. Just so, you know, I, I think, I don't know, it, it looked good for Orlando. They had lost two. Um, so getting a win, especially at home, um, was much needed. They kind of stumbled there for a couple games and, dropped the game to Atlanta and also got crushed by Philly. So mm-hmm. it was good to see, even though it was Toronto, it was still good to see a four nil 
uh, pounding because uh, I think Toronto's just at that point right now where they've just, I mean, they're looking forward to next year with all the talent that they do have. And then some pieces that I think they need to add to. Yeah. So good result uh, for Orlando, Atlanta and Philly drew nil, nil this uh, not much to really talk about here, except for Blake standing on his head, but this also kind of put it right into LAFC's hands for um, supporter shield. So we'll, we'll see how this shakes out as uh, Philly only has two games left and LAFC only have two games left and they're even on points. And LAFC has two more wins, which is the first tiebreaker. Uh, so, so we'll see how that shakes out. There, Montreal beat the Revs 1-0 at Gillette Stadium. So Montreal keeps chugging along here. Uh, they're in second place in the East. Also, Philly wrapped up a Champions League spot. Uh, so did uh, Orlando with the Open Cup. Did NYCFC book one with Campionas Cup? Uh, I thought I saw a post about it, but I, I can't find it now. Um, and LAFC should pretty much have it wrapped up, too, since they're going to take the Western Conference. So we, we already know three of the Open Cup teams. So that's fun. Uh, Charlotte and Chicago. What a game this was, by the way. Uh, we had... Chicago take the lead in. Then they're going to go 2-0 up in the 30th minute. Then Charlotte comes back. They save it for late. Swiderski in the 68th minute. Nuno Santos in the 76th. And Swiderski in the 90 plus 6 to win the game. That puts Swiderski with 10 goals on the season. Charlotte now has two straight victories after a slump where they had lost three in a row. They're not going to make the playoffs. Look, they, they technically still can. But I think at this point, they're probably out. But uh, a good first season after going through firing a manager, um, you know, not finishing last, I think, uh, is is pretty big. I think we had them project it for last, did we? Yes, we did. So... They got a pretty good, uh, pretty good season. Tenth place. That's uh, four more higher than we had thought. And uh, really, at this point, they're just four points out of a playoff spot. They have three games left. They're one of those teams that have three games left. Uh, so do a lot of teams in front of them. Mm -hmm. So it's it's doable. But for me, I'm calling it. I don't think they're going to get there. But it's still nothing to be ashamed of. I think for this first season. Yeah, you could be like Cincinnati, a perennial loser. Um, not this year. I'll give them that. But. You don't you don't want to get into that funk of becoming the new team and just being the awful new team for a couple of years. It does look like they've got like this uh, understanding of how to build a team where you and I question heavily, heavily um, that maybe they didn't have the front office staff to put together a team and, and a director of football where we thought they would be competitive like this. We thought it would kind of be a, a you know what storm. Um, but it hasn't been that way. I mean, it really has been surprising. I'm glad that they've done well because I think it puts another team in the East that is competitive because with Nashville leaving, you kind of left a big hole because that was a good team in the East. Now you've got Charlotte added back in one of the better fan bases. So uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, above everybody's expectations, I believe um, just looking at the teams below them and, and probably, most people thought that they had a good chance to win Wooden Spoon, but 
I mean, this has really turned around and, and done really well, especially since um, MAR left. So it, it just it seems like this team has good footing and a good foundation. Now let's just see what they do to add in the summer. I do think they're going to go in uh, and look possibly to add some more creators um, on the uh, attack just because the, the goal total is kind of alarming. Um, I think they are bottom of the East almost. Yeah, like bottom three it looks like. The only people below them are the fire and DC. So, yeah, I mean, they've, they've got some work to do, but a really good start for them. Yeah, I think the only thing you could probably look at and be a little disappointed of is that at one point they were in the playoff spots, but, I mean, it is what it is, right? Um, KC beat Minnesota 4-1. What a what a failure from Minnesota here, by the way. But a good good game from SKC. They, they needed this. They needed some sort of good result at Children's University Park because uh, they they've been awful. Boxall with a own goal in the thirty first minute. Uh, Thomi or how do you say it? Tommy, Tommy. Forty uh, first minute. Agata in the forty fifth and Agata in the eighty first. Garcia is the lone Minnesota goal in the fifty seven minute uh so where does that leave skc well for a while they were the worst team in mls they are now in 12th place in the west with houston and san jose below them so i would say ultimately a success of we lost our two dps we were very awful bottom of not just the west but of both divisions for a while and we were able to come out of it, and they haven't lost in their last five. And their their prize right now is that they are actually four points up on Houston with two games to go. Um, they can finish with two teams below them in the West, and I think that would probably be be fine. Kind of yeah. reset next year. Yeah, and having Agata come in, I mean, he's only played in 10 matches, has seven goals, two assists. I mean, that, that's huge. A forward that they needed when Alan Polito went down and somebody I think that they take forward and hopefully can build off of. Um, only 23 years old from Nigeria, I think that flag is. Um, so it'd be interesting to see uh, what SKC, because like we've talked about, Jordan, I mean, this team is never uh, like that bad on paper. I mean, I think they just have a couple things they go in and fill and then Peter Vermees has this team back up at playoff contention. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thrilled that they finally found a score. Let's just hope he stays healthy just because they've had a crap shoot of injuries this year. and It's been really unfortunate. They can just derail seasons. Do you know the last time they lost? Uh, I want to say probably in the beginning of August, maybe? August 13th. Okay. Wow, a month? Yeah, that's, that's their longest stretch. This yeah. is their longest stretch without a loss, by the way. Um, because before that they had a win against the Galaxy, and before that they had three straight losses. Mm-hmm. Then they had a draw and a win. Then they had two losses before that, a win, two losses before that, a draw, a win, a loss, draw, 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 loss, 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 win, loss, loss, win, loss, all mm-hmm. the way up to the beginning of the season. So, hey, maybe they finally got their footing. Um, they have Seattle and Dallas next. If they can go without another loss – the rest of the year, pretty pretty impressive, I think. Uh, Minnesota's end of it here, though. Uh, I I got to bring this up, Logan. You have a you had a prediction back in June, I think yeah. it was here, that uh, Minnesota 
uh, will miss the playoffs. This was June 30th, right after my trip or on my trip. Yeah, right after my trip. I don't think it's going to happen. They technically are not clinched, but they are six points above RSL, right? No, actually, hold on. Three. Three points. Sorry, I was looking at goals against for whatever reason. That's where Mm -hmm. my eye went. Okay. They're only three points above. Two, sorry. Two points above. (laughs) Sorry, we're we're really messing up. Two points (laughs) above RSL. Five points above Vancouver with two games to go. Seattle still has a game in hand, though. I'm thinking they're about to fall apart here uh, still. They had that two good wins and then a loss and. You know, now it's, now it's going to be a little rough, I think, for Seattle to make it. So if you're looking at just RSL and Vancouver, it's still possible. I'm leaning to the fact of, I think at Minnesota will be fine. I think they'll get in. But to go up against SKC and lose 4-1 is a little rough, I think, for the Loons. Yeah, they're just trying to give it away, it seems. Like, they, they really tried. Uh, Minnesota really tried to fall out of the playoffs. But like you said, Jordan, though, like if you look at the games left for a couple of these teams, so take, for instance, the Sounders. They do have Cincinnati, who are pretty good. Um, so, I mean, that's a good matchup. Um, and then I think that might be what keeps them away um, from actually getting up into the playoff hunt is the fact that they do have to play Cincinnati. It is at home. It's at Lumen, um, which could kind of – it could be beneficial for them, um, but if you all if you look at uh, if you look at who Minnesota have left, I think it's Vancouver and San Jose. Yeah. So it's not it's not if they do fall out. I mean, it's the epic collapse. That, well, the uh, Vancouver one might mean a lot depending on right. what the last game of the season mm-hmm. they're playing for, right? Because Vancouver is only five points back. So if Vancouver wins the next game and Minnesota loses their next game. It's technically a two-point margin going into decision day, and that could be something very interesting to look forward to on October 9th or whatever day it is. Yeah, October 9th. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, do you know the last time they've won, by the way? Minnesota? Yeah, you probably have it up. No, I don't. Uh, August 13th. <laughs> August 27th against Dang. the Dynamo. They've lost uh, three in a row, then drew, and then lost. Now, they've all faced very tough teams at that time. They lost to RSL. They lost to Dallas. They lost to Portland. They drew with LAFC, and they lost to SKC. That's really the biggest blunder out of all of them. The other ones were all playoff teams. So we'll see how it goes from there. Just want to bring up the prediction. I'm not trying to, like, shame Minnesota fans or anything. I just, like, for a while, I was laughing at the prediction because they were sitting fourth. Mm-hmm. Probably back in August. And then they've dropped down to uh, six now, and uh, the points are still very close. So, uh, look, RSL might be coming for Galaxy, or they might be coming for Minnesota. We'll we'll see how it shakes out for the rest of the season. But uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on Logan's prediction from June 30th. If Galaxy win, they're 46. They go a point above because they have a game in hand. So it would put Minnesota seventh. If RSL had done anything and, like, in the stretch that Minnesota hadn't done anything either, we'd be talking about Minnesota just choking again. Like it just, it just seems like this team, man, I, I would be, I'd be heat that. I mean, I know he just signed a contract, but I, I would t- I'd want to burn it. Like I just, they really it, turned it around after that contract. And then like yeah. literally end of August. Yep. Fall apart. And not even like, 
respectable losses. 3-0 to RSL, 3-0 right. to Dallas, 1-0 to Portland, that's fine. 1-1 to LAFC, that's fine. 4-1 to SKC. Your three of those losses are three goal margins. Mm-hmm. It's not Against good. not, it's not great good for the goal differential. Yeah. They're now a negative goal differential by guess how many? Three yeah. goals. <laughs> three is the magic number, I guess. Uh, that said, yeah, but literally, if RSL wins... <laughs> any of those games that they've struggled in because mm-hmm. they've lost to LAFC, they lost to Austin, they lost to Cincy and they drew with DC. If they win any of those games, you're looking at a much closer race in the, in this downstretch here. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Austin and they drew one, one. That's uh that's cool. Officially Not gives much. Austin or officially clinches the number one spot for LAFC. That's the only thing it really did. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, was it not already? Because they're nine. No. Oh, yeah, I guess. Because well, they would have yeah, six. Mm-hmm. Well, they're at 55 and 64, right? So how many points is that? Nine? Yeah. So, like, if, if LAFC had lost. Three games. Like oh, LAFC okay. okay. LAFC okay. had okay. lost, or I think, yeah, a loss or – no, a loss would have done it, but they – they just needed a win or a draw, I think, to clinch. They did. Okay. Okay. So there you go. Austin is in second. They're pretty much clear at this point. They have a five-point gap on Dallas. Obviously, with two games left, there is the chance of Austin losing both, Dallas winning both. That could switch those. But feel uncomfortable and Austin locking in as a two. And Dallas and Nashville are three and four right now. Nashville is one point up on Portland and two points up on Minnesota. Four points up on Galaxy for that fourth spot, that last home playoff game. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is, that's pretty big for Nashville. Uh, You know, they haven't lost in their last five. They got it. They have arguably the MVP in Hani Mukhtar. If they can close this stretch out, Lock into that fourth playoff spot, getting a home game uh, in the West playoffs, their first season in. I, I'll feel pretty darn good about that after they were kind of bouncing in and out of the playoffs all season at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting just because I like with both, I guess, the West and the East, you kind of have what a clog up in the middle ish, sort of. Kind of east, mm-hmm. not as much west. Definitely, the west has a whole ton of teams right there in that midsection. It's that fourth spot yeah. to like eight or nine. Yeah. Like that is kind of a problem, and we want that to be. We want that to be right. a problem going into decision day because I really want something to, like some, some reason, yeah. some something to be like like last year where RSL jumped in and Rapids yeah. took first. You know, like that. That's what's exciting about it. Yeah, I would say the East has that problem right at the bottom of the playoffs. The West, it's that midsection, like you said, with the chance. And it's usually, like, I would say LA Galaxy. And uh, If LA Galaxy lose that game in hand, then mm-hmm. then you become, like, then it becomes, like, really interesting on decision day just because all these teams are going to be playing each other that are kind of hovering right there in that spot with Vancouver, Minnesota. I mean, there, there's some really good matchups there, I think, that are coming down the pipeline. I wonder who RSL I'm going to check who they play real quick. Uh, they play to end the season. Ooh, they play Galaxy next. So, oh, 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 <laughs> all right. Yeah, I didn't even look ahead. I haven't looked ahead yet. 
Yikes. So, okay. Um, wow. Uh, and then well, and Galaxy, got... hold on. Their game in hand is Quakes uh, this um, during the uh, during the international break. international break. So if they win that, then it really sucks. I mean, not for Galaxy fans, obviously, but for neutral fans, if you wanted a battle, you want Galaxy to drop a game. Yeah, yeah, I guess you would, huh? I I want Galaxy to make it in because I keep predicting them to get in the playoffs. I need this to be true one of these years, right. or else I'm gonna have to keep doing it. They looking they're in good shape, I will say. I mean, they haven't been in great form, no, but they just won. That was their right. like their first win in a long time. But that being said, I mean, but they're playing against San Jose. Yeah, if and you can't is... beat San Jose, then you really I mean, you might not belong in the playoffs. It's usually a cure for most teams, right? Um. They played well on their draw. Like they played well on their draw against Dallas, but that was against ten men. So, all right. Did you see that? Did you see Paul Ariola Ariola do that? Do what? Like swung at. I don't know who it was, but he like fouls Ariola, and Ariola went like this and swung at it. No, I didn't see that. It was wild. I was like, I've never seen Paul like lose his temper like that. All right. So, yeah, Vancouver on the midweek beat L.A. 3-0, and then they beat Seattle 2-1. This is exactly what Vancouver needed to do to stay in playoff contention here as they sit ninth with 40 points with uh, Galaxy and Seattle bunched in near them. So they definitely needed to take those. Seattle, I'm calling it, they're, they're DOA. I don't think that they're uh, going anywhere at this point. But I thought it was funny how for a while we thought there might not even be a Cascadia team in there, and we got Portland pretty well up there right now. They can still drop. They're only three points above RSL. And we got Vancouver fighting for a spot. What if we end up still with two Cascadia teams after we thought we might get none? That would be pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, you look at Portland, man, just caught fire. I mean, that really yeah. is what it was. I mean, they've ran, I think, five What's straight. their last loss? Let me let me look at this. Their last loss is uh, August 21st. Wow. To SKC, so, 4-1. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, just like Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, maybe that spells really bad things for Minnesota. I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, Portland, I've been on – Portland's kind of on one of those runs, Jordan. You don't want to see them in the playoffs. Like <laughs> if they keep it up, because yeah. I do want to say their last two LAFC and RSL. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's a rough, but RSL really has the roughest stretch. I think at the final two really. Right. Yeah. But I will say, I mean, uh, I, I mean, maybe it's a good thing, I guess that uh, I'm uh, Portland should be happy that LA or sorry. Uh, whoever's wanting Portland in the fall should be happy that LAFC are still in contention for, the supporter shield like mm-hmm. if the, if union had oh, run away yeah. with it yeah right uh then lafc would they, these games would matter but now if you're minnesota or galaxy or even nashville you're just licking your chops because you're like all right they could drop some points here because heck portland and you don't want portland to get home field i mean that would be just a disaster uh I, they can't really i don't see them catch dallas so they'd only have one home game but depending on who won but there's some good scenarios, Jordan. There's some good narratives in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so l- let me talk about RSL <clears throat> real quick, too. They mm-hmm. they 
lost to Cincy. They have Galaxy next, like you mentioned, and then they have Timbers right after that. It is their last two games. If they're going to make it in, they're going to have to probably beat both of those because mm-hmm. Timbers are uh, three points ahead of them and the Galaxy are equal points with them depending on that game in hand. So looking at it, RSL, who've really been in a tough stretch, have only one positive lately, and that's that I guess they got a new sponsorship for their stadium. It's really the only good positive RSL has had lately. I mean, they got you out of town, so they're probably... They got me out of town. But you know what? The curse (laughs) is back now. Rio Tinto is gone. The curse is real. And it's America's first uh, financial or whatever. Boring name. Um, So... RSL, you know, they, they've had a tough stretch here recently, too. They lost to LAFC. They drew with DC. That's one they probably should have picked up some points on. Austin, they lose to Austin, and they lose to Cincy. So they've kind of been in the stretch at the end here where they've been playing. Like, out of those teams and the teams I mentioned, only one of them are not playoff teams. That's DC. So they're in this tough stretch, <laughs> right now and i feel sorry for rsl fans because i don't think they're gonna make it but the chance is there they just have to win the games in front of them to have a a perfect shot they can finish max with uh 49 points which could move them all the way up to fourth i'm not saying it will right that would take nashville losing the rest timbers losing the rest united losing the rest and galaxy losing the rest of the games but uh you know, getting six more points, that's how much of a swing it is in the West right now. Six points, two wins can move you from eighth to fourth. Their their issue is that they're running up against the the a very informed team with the Timbers to finish the season, right? And then they also finish with uh, the Galaxy the week before who have struggled, and maybe that's their best bet for three points which could move them to 46 points and maybe, maybe they get in, but I don't know. I'm feeling a little down, a little down on RSL at this point, but again, Timbers have a tough stretch coming up. LA kind of has a, a, a tough stretch minus the San Jose. Right. Yeah. Um, Minnesota has, I think a tough stretch as well. What was Minnesota's? I just talked about it. Uh, no, they got San Jose and Vancouver. Okay, yeah. Vancouver's the toughest one out of those. I don't know. This is what's fun is that it seems like the schedule predictor knew exactly who was going to be in contention <laughs> and had them all battle it out for the last three weeks. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's literally that five to like nine group. Well, even ten, like five to ten group. Just they're all playing each other <laughs> with a mix of like Cincinnati at some random point for um, Seattle. So. Yeah, it's weird, but like you said, I, I, it would be funny if RSL stumbled into the playoffs twice and Galaxy stumbled out of the playoffs twice, right in a row. Just like same, same teams. Repeat. Like, I've yeah. seen this before. Literally yeah. a repeat of last year. I mean, they, what, they finished level on points last year, I think. It was just RSL's, uh, I guess. They Who's got win. the win tiebreaker? Right now, Galaxy does. Yeah. Oh, if they ever tie with Timbers... Timbers have the same amount of wins as RSL right now, but if mm-hmm. if RSL ties them on points, they would have the extra win. 
Yeah. There's going to be a whole lot of scoreboard watching. Cause I mean, like you said, Portland could, so. Portland could fall right out. Yeah. Like, that's You've got LAFC and RSL, right? That's, um, is that who they have? Who? Timbers Portland? have LAFC and RSL. Yeah. That's two tough games. So they could. I mean, after a really nice stretch, they could literally fall right out. <laughs> That's how bad they were at the beginning of the year. Like this team is somebody that we – this team is the team we should be talking about like running at the top two at, with the way that they're playing. But because they started so poorly, same with Seattle. Like if Seattle hadn't had such an atrocious beginning, they would at least be somewhat in contention. I, they're just so far out of it right now. Like it, they're, they're the team that it takes a miracle for them to get out. Like all these things have to go right. Yeah, Seattle takes uh, right now. They're four points back of Galaxy. They have an extra game in hand, not right. of Galaxy, but of every other team, because they have three games left. So mm-hmm. let's say they win the last three games. They're not going to. They haven't won three in a row for I don't know how long. Right. But if they did, that'd put them at forty-eight points. The third. <laughs> They'd be fourth point. They'd be fourth. But point. everybody else has to play. Yeah. Yeah, everybody else has to play. And Seattle finishes it with uh, Cincinnati, Cincy, Sporting, San Jose. So they actually have a really decent They have a shot. Right. They have a shot at (laughs) Bless you. Thank you. I want to see if they've won three in a row at all this year. I don't know if they have. Gosh, these are crazy, though. They have not. Really? They have not won three in a row all year. They won, Hmm. drew, won, 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 lost. 1-1, 1-1, one, one, draw, win. That's their best stretch. Loss, win, loss, 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 win, loss, win, loss, loss, draw, loss, loss, win, win, loss. And they started out the season with two losses, of course. But, uh, yeah, so looking at that, their best stretch ever was going four games without a loss. Uh, and that was back in May to June. And you know what? They were actually playing good teams. Charlotte, Vancouver, LAFC, Sporting, Kansas City. <laughs> I mean, Sporting's not great, but I mean, Sporting's been kind of like winning all the weird games this year. The good thing is by this time next, well, tomorrow, a day, a week from tomorrow, we'll know where those two teams, Galaxy and Seattle, sit. Because they both play, one plays Saturday against San Jose, which is LA, and then Seattle, right? Seattle plays uh, the 27th yeah, against, against Cincy. Yeah, which is a week from tomorrow. So we'll know going into next week's, like the end of next week, where all these teams sit in the West. That'll and be, the, that'll the be East great. is kind of funky too, where we'll know, we'll know all the important teams pretty much, except for Orlando. Yeah, let's look at the East. We've, we've looked at the West a lot, right? So we it's have Philly. We have Philly uh, leading the East, 64 points. Montreal's in second with 59. They're probably clear with second at this point. Mm-hmm. Right, they are. They technically they are. are. clear. Yeah. Red Bulls down is where it gets a little more complicated. Red Bulls mm-hmm. are in third with 50 points. NYCFC is in fourth with 49. And then you have Orlando in fifth with 45 points, but a game in hand. Cincy in six with 45 points, but a game in hand. That game is Seattle. Inter-Miami in seventh with 42 uh, points and a game in hand. Crew in eighth with 31 games played and 42 points. And a game in hand. They got a game in hand. 
then you have Charlotte with a game in hand as well, but we already talked about them and their prospects. Atlanta sits ninth with 40 points. So they're only two points out of a playoff spot, but they don't have a game in hand of most of those teams. Who does Atlanta finish the season with? Because I'm getting ready to say they're done. Uh, they finish the season with New England and NYCFC. Mm, those are two winnable games. <laughs> those yeah. are two very winnable games. Yeah. So Atlanta, that put them at 46 points. They can sneak into seventh or six. I don't think they will. They can. I think if there's a team that's going to make it in, it's going to be the crew. I think so, too. uh, They've kind of hit a little bit of a rough patch with uh, three draws and a loss in their last four. They haven't won since August 31st against Miami. And if they ever end up even on points, Logan, Mm -hmm. win tiebreaker puts Miami above them. Miami has 12 wins to the crew's nine even though crew have a plus five goal differential and minus 11 for Miami. So that is where the win tiebreaker really throws stuff into a loop. I can see, look, I I understand why the win tiebreaker is what it is, because I would actually think Miami deserves it more than the crew if they won more games. Yeah. But I don't know. They lost more games. That's where it's like, I mean, they're giving up 52 goals. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Crew's only given up 36. That is 36 goals, Logan. That is the second best defense mm-hmm. in the East, and they sit in eighth place. Yeah. They just don't score like the other big teams. In no, the East. Jucho's at nine, yeah. and he came in like what, a month ago? And Zella Ryan's at nine. So uh, that if they had a full season of Chucho or uh, Hernandez, they probably are easily. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the fun part too. Is the crew honestly, if you look at goal differential, have been better than Orlando City as well. But you have the same kind of funky thing. The crew drawn 15 games. Like, I I guess I don't know. Like, what do you think of that? Like, it's just so like ah, this team's just bleh. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this team. Like, if you said, all right, Jordan, tomorrow if the playoffs started and somehow crew get into it, would you expect them to be able to beat teams? Like, I just don't think they can. Like not, oh, I'd be scared of them. Format. I would be scared of them. Yeah. With, Even with just 15 draws? They've only been yeah, with, with Chucho in there now scoring goals. And, uh, I mean, look, they still don't score a lot, I guess. But right. I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there'd be somebody. I mean, they'd them. also be going up against <laughs> Montreal, which Montreal had played really well. So, yeah but yeah so they they lost to montreal earlier this year and they did they beat them at all they've only played them once is that right they only played montreal once maybe because of the imbalance maybe or no there's no imbalance anymore that doesn't yeah there is there is oh there it is twice they drew okay so they drew and they they drew and they lost Hmm. so here's what they got left they've got uh, Red Bulls left on the first. They have to make up a suspended game on the fifth. This was a game against Charlotte that stopped due to like rain. They had actually started playing. I think yeah, it's like it was nil nil right now, Big and time they have yeah. to pick that game back up. Let me see if I can find out what minute it was in. I guess they would pick it up right from that minute. What, yeah, they would. what minute were they in? It doesn't say. Yeah. Uh, What date was it? 
the I don't know the original date. The scheduled date is August uh, October fifth. Uh, they were in the forty. Wait, no, that's just possession. What the heck? Hold on, match report. I don't think it got far because each team only had one to four shots. There was only a few amount of crosses. Each team had five. I'm trying to even. I find don't think it. they don't even have their minutes listed. What the heck? That's weird. Well, if we can figure that out, we'll we'll figure it out. Google. And then they face Orlando at the end of the season. So they got Red Bulls, makeup game with Charlotte, and then... You were right, 16th minute one game. 16th, all right. Yeah. So they got pretty full game to play against Charlotte, and then they mm-hmm. finish with City. Now, here's the thing, too. This is a game that's, you know, most of these teams are making it up during this, uh, you know, period here. This is going to be, they're, they're going to have a stretch of October 1st, October 9th, October, uh, October 1st, October 5th, October 9th. So they might have a little bit difficulty just playing that many games in a row. And other teams haven't either. So yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Red Bulls. I think they can beat the Red Bulls, even though Red Bulls have been good this year. They've kind of been wishy washy. Charlotte crew can absolutely beat, and then they have Orlando, who you know is it at home? It's an away game for okay. the crew. So oh, they it's got a that in the back. For Orlando. So <laughs> I, I think the crew can make it in. I, I'm pretty much cutting it off at the crew. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Technically, Atlanta can. Maybe so I go to Charlotte, Atlanta, but right. I, I'm not going Charlotte and below. They're you know most of these teams are knocked out. I think the Fire have been officially ruled out now. It's literally just revs and up that are still mathematically possible. I will say Inter Miami looks good. They've got two games. They have some momentum. They play. Wayne really, has been scoring, yeah, man. Right. He's been uh, thirteen goals, dude. A renaissance. Yeah, two one against the Crew. So they beat a good Crew team. I mean, you know, playoff team or at least contention. And then they went and beat DC United when I thought. I mean, they just kept putting DC or sorry, DC kept putting them on the mat, and then they would respond. It was like, wow, this is. Like, this is a really good team uh, in Miami. Like, they're young. They've got a good little core, I think, that they're building. Um, I'm excited for Inter-Miami. Just about the same as, I mean, Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati and Inter-Miami have kind of figured out, all right, we got some good pieces. Um, I think it was great. You and I talked about how awful we thought they were going to be Inter-Miami because of just the turnover. And we talked to um, Alex about this. Like, it was just, um, it was, you know, I think a team that we just expected to be terrible but they've been actually pretty decent um just short the defense and you've got a team that's competitive now during this game with dc and miami Mm -hmm. they had a little bit of scuffle apparently uh they had claimed taxi fountas had used some sort of racial slur on Mm -hmm. uh, one of the miami players the refs said they didn't hear it. The VAR said they didn't hear it. So we don't really know. MLS is investigating. So we'll see what they can come up with on that. But just kind of wanted to bring that up because I know that was kind of a big topic yesterday. And of course, we don't condone any sort of racial slurs or language being thrown about on the on the field. But uh, we'll see. I, I think it is interesting when they say like they didn't hear it and then the VAR checked. So I'm like, wonder how good that actually is. Like yeah. 
you know, because like they don't have mics everywhere. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really wondering how much they can check. They just check that like minute it was supposed to happen and say, I didn't hear anything. Or do they have any other way of any right. other additional footage or sound or I don't know, but I guess we'll find out when the investigation concludes. I would say like for racial slur, I mean, like that's going to be a big suspension. I mean, I feel like it's got no room in the game. They they ban fans from the stadium, like when that happens. So like, I mean, and we don't usually typically have this, do we? Like we don't no. I mean, maybe more so in, I would say more so in soccer than any other sport, maybe like that. I could see this actually being an issue. Um, I wouldn't. Here's the thing though. I, I'm thinking if it's going to be a suspension, I'm thinking four games because that's I know lot, that doesn't though. sound like a lot. It sounds but... like a lot to me. It was, uh, I think the last precedence that I can remember is, I think it was Legit who used uh, a, a yes. gay slur. Yes. And I think he got four. He did. Yep. You're right. That's right. And if they give him more than that, I wonder, like, are you setting like a, we handle racial slurs differently? More than, than homophobic. Yeah. That's what I wonder. Like, do they want to cross that line? Do they want to mm-hmm. walk that? I don't I feel like it would just be four games. I think that's what he got. Is that yeah. what he got? I mean, I could see that and maybe the club finding him or disciplining him somehow, uh, you know, because we don't see a lot of that either. Like we don't see like while the league might hand something down, you also have that they handle it internally. They'll handle like, I mean, that could be a, a multitude of things. Um, it, it just depends, yeah. I think, on the club. Like they could find him and not tell anybody they find him. But he got uh, suspended two games. Uh, okay. I thought it was four. I just looked. I just Googled it. Oh, okay. I would say it's going to be more than two if they find this, I think. Do we know who it was directed at? No. No. I always wondered who, like, like what? I don't think so. I just, I, I don't understand it. Like, I, I never did get it. Like, it happened when I was playing sports all the time. Like, it, like people would say stupid stuff. And especially back in the day when, you know, that wasn't, that was, that was something that I, for some reason, society thought was acceptable at some point. Like, it's so crazy to me how much, like, times have changed. Yeah. Like that, remember that? Like, I mean, I'm sure you do. Like, in school, like, name calling and stuff like that, that was such a thing in the 90s and 2000s. Like, you just, yeah, and people thought it was funny and it was part of, like, a comedic act. And now it's like, mm-hmm. it is, and it should be. Like, it should be called out. Like, there's no room for that. It'd be that stuff. It'd be the R word. It'd be yes. all kinds of yeah, like, that one still gets me like uh, just, that one. Yeah, that one I, throws me. I cringe. Off, man. Yep. Um. But so good. yeah, there good. there's a seriously. You know, it's good we're making progress, right? Yeah. But uh, so if he gets found guilty of this, I would assume more than two games. I would think. I mean, I don't know if they want to just. That sounds like a slap on the wrist. Of just like, here's two games, by the way. Like you're not gonna say. And you know what? For DC, two games doesn't mean anything at this point. Right. Um, it's their last two games of the season. He'd be like so early vacation. You know. Yeah. So they gotta they gotta have something if he did it. Christian Benteke scored though, Jordan. First. Yes, goal he did. His first goal for MLS. Yep. It was yeah. a great goal too. Good build up. It was pretty good pretty fun um yeah so miami beat dc 3-2 that was on sunday all right so that's where they sit and uh yeah looking at the east 
I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about since he's still making it. They haven't lost recently in a in a while. And uh, I'm pretty confident with Orlando making it in. And that's where I'm kind of cutting the line off at, that fifth, sixth, and seventh spot. So, if anything, I think maybe it's going to be Miami or crew that are going to get that last. And that's really what I think is interesting. Of course, this is MLS, so I could be wrong. And, like, we come back here next week or uh, whenever some of these games and hands are played and we, and we come back and it's actually, like, the crew let frog Cincy somehow, or, you know, like that that's mm-hmm. possible. But if I had to make a prediction right now, we all know how good we are at predictions, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I would, I would say that I think, uh, I think maybe the crew gets in for Miami, but otherwise I think we're pretty much looking at the Eastern conference playoffs. Yeah. It's hard to put any kind of confidence in behind inner Miami. And I, that's too bad just because they played pretty well in the last two games and pretty well for the season. I mean, from what people thought was going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. I think the crew, I don't know. It just feels like Miami's just ready to kind of like relinquish that spot. So Jordan, you want to hear a fun fact? I'm looking at this and I was shocked. Do you know the last time that Cincinnati lost a match? Oh, like I was floored. Let me look at what dates are even possibilities. Um, August 13th? No. Earlier? Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then I'll give you another fun one. Then before this, they lost a match, and it was way back. This is It's wow. nuts. This is nuts. They only have eight losses, so that's yes. not – Yeah, they're, they're pretty Dude, straight with this. This is nuts. I don't know. When was it? Last loss was July 17th. Before what? that, really? Before that was May 28th. <laughs> That's really. They, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten, eleven draws. <laughs> they just draw everybody. They really do. Yeah, they had a win gap from June 24th to August 6th, and it was yeah. just all draws and that one loss. <laughs> Isn't that nuts, though? I was that looking at this crazy. like one, two, three. You four, know what? Because they're. We, we, yeah, when you look at them having eight losses on the season, you're like, they've been probably evenly spread out. No, mm-hmm. they had May four losses <laughs> in like the first April. two months, right? <laughs> Uh, five losses in the first two months. Yep. And then no losses until May 21st, May 28th. And then they went on that stretch until July 17th. So there you go. They have Seattle, Chicago, and D.C. next. They might get one more loss if it's, Chicago, if it's Seattle. But I think they can beat Chicago and D.C. or at least draw. And they'll Three be pretty draws safe. at least. Yeah, they'll, yeah they'll, they'll be pretty safe, I think. But that's still wild to me. Like, good on them. I mean, they they were atrocious last year. And to be able to, I mean, stay level with some of these really good teams, I'll give it to them. Although I I say that, Jordan, and then now I'm looking at their draws, and they're not like, they're not great teams. They're all below them, pretty much. So, but they've beaten good teams, like, which is wild to me. Uh, It's, they, that's a weird, they got a weird schedule, too. Like, they've had a really odd schedule. Yeah, they're all over the place. (laughs) 
Like but I have faith in like Pat Noonan and and yeah. you know what they're building there. So and Brenner's been coming on very well this year. So I, I think they're safe. And Lucho, I mean, he's been a godsend there. I mean, just, Brandon Vasquez. Yeah. They've had it all this year. All right, I guess we can take a look at the games coming <laughs> up here. It's time for the match of the week preview. Match of the week preview. Here we talk about what games are coming up here. We're laughing because I accidentally cut Logan off mid sentence here to play the clip, and I think it scared the crap out of him. And I apologize. (laughs) I thought I gave it enough time when I said I'm gonna. We're gonna look ahead. I was so scared. It was so scary. Oh, so we we have some League's Cup showcases coming on. Since he plays against Chivas uh, Wednesday, September twenty first, on ESPN at seven o'clock. Nine o'clock, Nashville uh, faces off against Club America. That's on ESPN as well. Uh, and then we have uh, RSL and Atlas at ten o'clock on Thursday, September twenty second, on TUDN and ESPN Plus. Friday, September 23rd, 8.25 a.m., Japan, USA, uh, facing off ESPN2, TDN, Unimas, and ESPN Plus for that one. So that's fun. Uh, Saturday, September 24th, San Jose, L.A., have that game in hand, 10 o'clock on ESPN Plus. Then Tuesday, the 27th, um, Saudi Arabia versus U.S. at 2 o'clock on FS1. Seattle has Cincinnati at 10 o'clock. And maybe we'll record... I don't know. We, we we probably can't record Monday, right? Because we would literally be talking one U.S. game and one MLS game. So I'm thinking maybe we'll figure out the appropriate schedule. Tuesday might work, like... If we talk to you as men's now, it would be a long episode, but or no, we could do Wednesday because then, yeah, it might have to do Wednesday. Yeah, let's do Wednesday just because, uh, okay. then Saudi and Japan, and then the two games that we talked about will get played. Yeah, it'd probably be a short episode still, I think, yeah. at that point. Yeah, it'd be fun to talk to us men's national team just because, I mean, dang, Jordan, we're like 60, while. I think, 60 days, right around 60 days of the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, 61, 62, something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, I also just wanted to share before we go here, the giveaway is ending tomorrow, Tuesday, September 20th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. We're giving away two Panini sticker hacks, one, you know, a booklet and 10 uh, Panini sticker packs for the World Cup for each giveaway bundle that we're doing. So we're going to get two winners, pretty much. I just butchered this whole thing. But yes, that is what we're doing. And that is going to be drawn... uh, The last time to enter is Tuesday night. We'll probably draw it on Wednesday. And then reach out to the winners. So if you haven't done that yet, go to our Twitter. It's pinned tweet still. Go to the main tweet there and just retweet it, like it, leave us reviews, you know stuff like that that get your entries in so we can give a prize to you also as a special thing too we're giving away this magnet we are fooked uh that we made earlier 
that is going to be part of the prize pack as well. All right, anything else, Logan, before we head out of here? No, my my soul's back in my body, and I'm ready to go. That's good. That's good. The hell out of me, dude. It's like it was at Horror Nights all over again. Yeah, well, why pay 100 bucks for Horror Nights when right. you got it here on the show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Jordan, I, I will say I am very excited uh, about... Um, a certain someone coming back soon, you know. Plays the phenom guy, right? He's like the LeBron James of soccer. It's that guy, Brendan Aronson. Yeah. Jordan's got his kit. Check it out on Twitter. Oh yeah, I posted cool. that to my yeah. Leeds Aronson kit. Yeah, I like yeah. that. So, yeah, looking forward to U.S. Men's National Team soccer being back, Jordan. Yeah, I also got my uh, <laughs> posted a tweet as well of uh, what I think is a better U.S. jersey than uh, what they released. So you can check that out, too. It, you know, it's bringing what everybody wants back, the Waldos. So check that out on Twitter as well. But, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for watching or listening. You can reach us at Stateside Show on all of, of the socials. And we will catch you next time. Throwing his body in, it's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show, presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.